morning. Hey, don't forget, you can get out in front of your car if you need to right now. Uh, until after the 15th, we got to stay around our cars. After that, we can bring some lawn chairs, and y'all, but y'all have to stay spread out if we do lawn chairs. But uh, you can get out your car, stay around your car. Just remember, you got to social distance uh, is what they're calling it. I guess that's the buzzword for the year. And uh, other than some other crazy words that we could use with that as well. But uh, I want to say happy Mother's Day to all the mamas out there. Uh, you know, hey, this is, this is also the first year that, that I get to actually wish my mom happy Mother's Day because she's watching me live. So happy Mother's Day to you. Love you. And uh, she, she generally, she watches our services every Sunday because her church starts later. So uh, I get to actually say happy Mother's Day to her live. That's why I didn't text you this morning. I'm just saying that now. Uh, I, was, I didn't text her because I want to say it live to her. But uh, anyways, happy Mother's Day to you guys. Hopefully you're going to enjoy this day. Make the guys cook for you and everything else. Uh, yeah, I know that's not going to happen at my house either. Wendy likes to cook, so she's going to end up cooking. But, hey, uh, this is a beautiful day. Uh, it, for you guys, uh, it's probably a little warm out there. In this shade with the breeze we have, it is quite chilly. We're just saying. <laughs> so uh, it, it's been interesting this morning throwing the guitar out of tune and everything else. But we're excited that we can be here today, that we can worship the Lord and, and have a good, good time. Remember, Wednesday, uh-oh. Is uh, that I need that over there. Can you grab that? Yeah, I can't. I'm tied to this thing. I'm not wireless. Uh, Wednesday, we're going to be live online. Remember, we're not doing uh, in-house just yet. So Wednesday, we will be back live online. And if you look at the weather right now, thank you, sir. I really need to put this somewhere else so I don't lose it. I lose it every week. Uh, Tate, there you go. I'm going to get some. Uh, next Sunday, it looks like there's a chance of rain. So if it is raining on Sunday, we're going to be back online. If it's not raining, we'll be out here. So... Y'all pray for no rain, uh, and, and uh, yeah, amen to that. Somebody told me I've been singing too much about rain. I said I hadn't sang a song about rain in a while. Don't blame me. So, but anyways, we're going to pray, and uh, we're going to go ahead and jump into some worship this morning and uh, have a good time with the Lord. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you for letting us be here today. We're just so gracious, Lord, and thankful about all this, the weather we have here today, Lord. I, I know it's a little cool under here, but we're okay with it. We're not sweating. It's all right with us, Lord. We're thankful. Thankful for the sun, Lord, that you let us wake up today. Thankful for all the mothers. Lord, I just speak a special blessing upon them today in the name of Jesus. Lord, give them rest today in their homes. Lord, allow their families to just watch over them today and take care of every need they have. Lord, and just let them feel like this is a special day for them. And Lord, we pray right now that your spirit would be with us here in our cars and outside of the building, just like you are when we're inside worshiping. Let us experience the presence and power of the Holy Spirit during this time we have. And we all ask this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. If you agree with that, I want you to give me an amen this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just love it. You know we're going to have to bring some horns into church whenever we start back in, right? I'm just saying. We'll have to figure that out. So come on, let's do some worship this morning.
back tonight The sky is heavy Come on Feels like the wind Are gonna change Beneath my feet The earth is ready She ready? I know it's time For heaven to spirit once again on the earth I know I was telling you earlier I hadn't prayed for I hadn't uh, sung about rain but I knew I was singing this one so I had to throw it in there but you know what he's doing it again amen he's doing it again and during this time I believe he's pouring out his spirit and we're acknowledging it in a way we never have before
on, give him praise this morning. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on, hallelujah. Come on, give him a little more praise than that. Come on, church. Jesus. Listen, just because we're in the parking lot, we gotta, we got to keep pushing forward. we got to keep asking the Lord for more. we got to keep asking the Lord that we can go further and further in him, right? Even when we're in our homes, we've got to ask that. You know, so we've got to just continue to, to push our way through even though it looks different to us. Amen? Hey, so get ready this morning. We're going to shift gears real quick so we can, uh, I'm going to do the announcements and we're going to move into, uh, into the preaching here. I'm going to give them a moment to, we've got to shift gears here. We've got to move things. It's always the fun part about all this. It takes just a couple minutes. Hey, so if you have your YouVersion Bible, go ahead and uh, flip to it this morning. Uh, we're going to go into the book of Exodus here in a moment. So if you're visiting with us this morning, I thank you for stopping by and uh, having Parking Lot Church with us. Uh, my name is Richard Newman. I'm the pastor here, and uh, we're thankful that you, you're here. And if you're online, tuning in as well. Uh, listen, some, so again, some announcements like we talked about earlier. Wednesday, we're going to continue to be online services for right now. And we're, we're just kind of waiting until the 15th of May until they give us some more instructions on what we can do uh, or what they're going to say that we can do, allow us, things like that. Uh, and, and again, if it's raining next Sunday, we're going to be live streaming like we have been doing. If it's not raining, we're going to be just like this. Amen. So we'll continue to do that. Uh, also, it, this morning, if you're here or you're online and you would like to give to the church, you have tithes or offerings or, or a gift you'd like to bring to the church, if you're here in the parking lot, we'll have buckets whenever you leave. You can do that. Uh, checks, you can make it out to New Life. If you're giving online, all you have to do is go to newlifeag.church newlifeag.church and you'll see giving right there and you can go ahead and, and give uh, also at the website you'll see a connect go ahead and connect with us let us know you're out there let us know i, I got uh, some connects last week some people around the state you know we want to connect with you and we want to uh, partner up with you and try to help you the best we can you know during this time i know it's an interesting time uh also i know we uh, talked earlier about the mothers but i want to talk about the graduates real quick because uh, the high school graduates are, are graduating right now uh, I think somebody told me that, uh, let me see, let me check this real quick. Uh, yeah, I think the charter school is trying to do their graduation tomorrow night, you know, so pray for good weather for them. Uh, I know Marksville, uh, is doing theirs on the 19th and 20th. It's going to be a virtual graduation where the families come in a and listen, pray for these graduates because there's a lot of students that won't even participate in this virtual graduation, which I think is just wrong. Uh, they've, they've worked so hard to get here, and now they're blaming somebody else that they can't walk across the stage when the school board has said, you can walk across the stage with your family present, and we're going to video it and make you a video later. You're still getting to walk across the stage. Stop being so much of a knucklehead right now. Your parents and grandparents and friends have worked very hard to get you there. So go ahead and walk across the stage, and don't worry about the rest of it. Like, like we said Wednesday, you know, this isn't a lot, you know, oh, they're not letting me close out this portion of my life. It's closing out no matter what. You graduated. You're done. You fix to go to college or get a job or something. So let's keep praying for them that, because there just seems to be a bitterness and stuff. I don't know what it is, but I want us to pray for them. Amen. Uh, I know my son's going to be graduating, and we've got, we've got a few. I'm, I'm going to get with the parents and see if we can't do something special here uh, with them because we have, we have what, four uh, at least graduating. So we're going to see if we can't do something special with them as well uh, to honor them like we normally do. But, again, we're trying to work within the guidelines. So, all right, 
you grab your version Bible, you're going to be able to uh, see this right here. Now, i got to make sure I stay. They put tape on the ground to keep me in the camera. They think that's going to work, like I won't pass it up or something. I don't know. But you also notice we got the cross out here today. You know, we brought it out Wednesday. My, my son told me, he said, I think you need to bring the cross out. And, and God began to, to do different things right there. And I began to see that. And he began to show me some other things as well. And today we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to look at Exodus chapter 26. But I, I want to wait for a moment before I get to that scripture because I want to I kind of premise this for you this morning. Just trying to listen exactly how I should put this across. For, for many, many years, the church has put the cross back in there and basically said that the only place that, that the church operates is inside the building. And for many, many years, we call that the sanctuary, as if we're going back to the Old Testament temple times. And for many years, the church didn't necessarily operate outside unless they were doing a special service or a special outreach. And can I tell you, the cross has left the building. That's where we're at today. Because I, I, I told the sound man not to put the title up there yet, and I'm already saying it, but that's okay. It's time that the church gets back outside. The cross has left the building. Can I tell you that it's no more holy in there than it is right in your car right now or right in your home where you're watching online? I've got to remember my camera over here. I'm trying to be good at this. Yeah, Don't laugh at me. I hear him laughing somewhere. You see... We have put this thing in a box and said this is where we operate and what's happened is it's created a people that we call the church that doesn't understand who the church is. We're the church. This building is just a building. It's a great place to come and to worship and celebrate and use and all of that. But we're the church. And I want to show you this this morning in Exodus chapter 26. Flip down to verse 31. Exodus 26, 31. Grab a little bit of water before I don't have a voice. Here's the instructions on making the, ma making the veil for the temple, the first temple there. It says, make a curtain of blue, purple, and scarlet yarn and finely twisted linen with cherubim woven into it by skilled workers. Hang it with gold hooks on four posts of acacia wood overlaid with gold and standing on four silver bases. Hang the curtain from the clasp and place the Ark of the Covenant, the law, behind the curtain. The curtain will separate the holy place from the most holy place. God gave instructions on how we were supposed to separate his presence from the rest of the room. I want you to see that. His presence was in the most holy place. The holy place that the priest went to once a year. And remember the story, they would put a rope around their leg and they had bells on the bottom of their, uh, of their robe. And that, that priest had to protect himself for a year to be able to enter into the presence of God. And if God saw sin in their life when they went in there, they would drop dead. That's why the bells were on the bottom. And since no one else could go in and get the body, they had to put a rope around the leg so they could pull him out. Because you don't walk into the presence of God with sin. We have treated this place the same way. I know as a, as a pastor, I laugh about this. It's funny, but it's not funny. I go into a store, and they know I'm a pastor, and somebody starts using vulgar, vulgar words, cuss words. Oh, I'm sorry, pastor. I shouldn't have said that in front of you. And you know my comment generally is, and I love this. 
oh, that's okay. God saw you before I ever got here. Right, why do we set, separate God into there and here? Like we do things at home like nobody's going to know. Like what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Can I tell you, I used to have to travel to Vegas for work, and I knew just as well when I got there, my God was there watching me as if I got home. Oh, and there's this person called the Holy Spirit inside me that would convict me of what I did there as well as here and there. That veil was there for a purpose. Now flip your Bible over to Matthew 27. Again, if you have the U version, go to events. You'll see us right there. I put all this in there for you. But I'm going some, somewhere this morning. I want you to follow with me. Matthew 27, verse 50. Matthew 27, verse 50 says this. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. We're looking at the point here where Jesus is already on the cross. He's up on a cross. He's hanging. And he's dying. At the moment that he gave up his spirit, it says at that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from the top to the bottom. The earth shook, the rocks split, and the tombs broke open. Look at this. The bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. Interesting, huh? They came out of the tombs after Jesus' resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many people. When the centurion and those who were with him were guarding Jesus, saw the earthquake and all that had happened, they were terrified and explained, surely he was the son of God. Now, can I just give you a side note here, something funny? Every time I read that verse and I say, surely he is the son of God, I have this flashback of John Wayne playing that part. If y'all didn't know, that, what, what is it? Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the movie where it goes through the, the life of Christ, the crucifixion. And at the end of the movie, there was a Roman soldier standing on the hill with the, the sun behind him. And he makes this comment. He says, surely this man was the son of God. Go look it up. That was John Wayne. It was one of his first ever movie appearances. <laughs> so every time I read this, I think John Wayne's voice. It's just kind of like watching Veggie Tales and just, just something in my head. This curtain was torn from the top to the bottom. And, and look at this. The, the Theological Study Bobby, Bible had a comment I thought was interesting. It was a small localized earthquake that ensured, but it was strong enough to rip the curtain of the temple completely in two. God is preparing the way for the period of time in which he will release, he will relate to people without the various barriers in the temple that symbolize degrees of access. God was removing the various barriers in the temple that symbolized degrees of access to God. Now think about us. We have done the same thing again. I know people that won't go to a church. I remember the comments Oh, that, that place will fall in if I go there. If, if I go there, the, the lightning is going to come down and hit. If I go there, it, it, we have basically made this the holy place and this not the holy place. But can I tell you the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is in here, but he's also in here. He's with you. We've got to learn that the spirit is inside of us. And he wanted out. Stop trying to put him back in there. That's why I said the cross has left the building. 
Because I remember years ago listening to, to people when I first got saved, and it was like, oh, man, you, you got to pray before you go into church and all this so you can be right with God before you get there. You got to pray every morning to be right with God. You got to pray every day to be right with God. It doesn't matter about here or there. This place is no more holy than out here. Yes, there are times where his presence dwells here more than others because of the prayers that bathe this place. Don't get me wrong. You have prayer areas in your home where you can sense the spirit of God more than anywhere else because you pray there. But stop putting the church on a pedestal and putting it, making it an idol in the lives of the people again. Has the cross become an idol in our life? Church, this season of time is one of the most interesting seasons any of us will ever deal with in our lives. If you look back to the first century where the persecution of the church and the spreading of the church, they met daily. They were with each other doing things. They weren't going into, into big temples. They were meeting with each other, strengthening each other. And right now we're fighting tooth and nail to get back into a building. Why? And here's the point I want to make with you on this. It's not wrong to want to rush back so you can be with your family. But it's wrong to say, I, can, I need to get back to church so I can be with God again. Listen to me. It's not wrong to say that I want to get back to church so I can be with my church family. There's nothing wrong with that. But I tell you that it is wrong if you're sitting there thinking, well, I can't wait till we get back to church so I can have some good worship. You can do that in your home. I can't wait till until I can get back to church so I can hear some, be in a service and we can have an altar call so, so pastor can come lay hands on me. You can do that at home. Where two or more are gathered, he's in the midst. You see, we, we've got to stop thinking of it this way. Yes, there's some special times that we do, revival services and different things, but we should walk in that spirit every day as if it is with us all the time because the cross has left the building. You have left the building. It is our responsibility, like I constantly say. You now have the responsibility to turn this world upside down. Because greater is he that lives inside of you than he that's in this world. When trouble comes in, what is he going to do? He's going to raise up a standard against him. He's going to raise up a standard against what the enemy is doing. So I want to encourage you today. You are a mighty man or woman of God. Act like it. Stand up. When you're in your home, thank him for being in this place. Lord, I thank you for your presence being with me today in my home. Lord, I pray that my neighbors would feel it. Turn some music on. Listen, go to YouTube and find some worship music. You can find much better singers than, than me, and, and we have some great musicians and singers and all that, but there are people out there that are just amazing. And guess what I do? I turn them on. And I listen to him, and I worship. Why? Because I need the presence of God in my life. You need the presence of God in your life. It's not about a building. It's about him. It's all about Jesus. Flip over to Hebrews chapter 10. I want to show you this. Hebrews chapter 10. While you're flipping there, remember the story when Jesus went up on the mountaintop? 
We call it the story of the transfiguration. He had some of the disciples there with him. I want you to see yourself there. You're there. You see Jesus on the hilltop, and you see him in all of his glory. And you see Elijah and Moses. What is your first thought? This is amazing. This is crazy, right? We could go over all these things. But you see in the Bible that, that Peter, I think it was, said, Lord, it is good that we're here. Let us make three tabernacles or shelters, one for each of you. What he was saying was, is, Lord, let us make three temples so we can come and worship. Now, I want you to think about this. Have we done the same thing? Lord, we're going to make a sanctuary for your presence to dwell. And we're going to put you in here. And we're going to put this cross on the wall. And, and we're going to do all these things here. And if we go live our lives and we run people off the road and we cuss like sailors and we watch shows we shouldn't watch and we act like the world out here, but when we come here, we're walking into a holy place. And we argue about things in, that happen in this building that we would allow happen in our homes. Have we done the same thing, guys? Have we done the same thing? Have we tried to, to build a pedestal out of the church building and make an idol out of it. Where your home should be as holy or more holy than this place. Why? Because you should be bathing it in prayer every day. Worshiping in your home every day. The building is a building where we come together to worship and to love Jesus. And we use it for his glory. But what about your homes? What about your cars? Look at Hebrews chapter 10. Look at this, verse 19. Verse 19, therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain that is his body. That curtain has been gone, guys. It's been ripped down. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that bring, faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled hmm, to cleanse us from our guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. You now can enter that holy place. Stop trying to put the veil back on it. You can enter the holy of holies. You can enter into the presence of God, the same presence that was hid behind the veil. You know, I did a lot of reading trying to understand the veil. I've, I've done reading through the years. I did more research on it again. And nobody knows how thick it was because the comment was it was as thick as the palm of a man's hand. So they expect it to be somewhere around four inches because traditionally this is how they measured but some people think that was just an extravagant way of saying it was thick. This part I know regardless. It was ripped from the top to the bottom. It was tall. Because some of the writers said that when they took the veil down to dye it and to do the things they need, it took 300 priests to hold it as they brought it in, into the water and all. 300 priests 
that thing must have been huge because we don't really see the, the total dimensions of that door. But there's numerous writings in history that says that they needed 300 priests. I know that God ripped it from the top to the bottom because he said, I want out. No longer am I putting a barrier between my people. Let's stop putting barriers between us and him. Let's walk out here and live our life out here as if we're standing right here. If everything we did was in the view of the cross that we hold so dear, if everything we did was in view of the Holy Spirit standing right next to us, if everything we did was right there, instead of allowing ourselves to say, oh, well, it's okay, I can do that right now. I don't feel the Holy Spirit convicting me. Guys, the cross has left the building. Let's reach the community. Let's reach the world. Let's, let's see a true change for for once in our lifetime. Your grandparents didn't have this opportunity. The great tent revivals didn't have this opportunity. We need to take and grab a hold of it and use it. And use it. Because we've tried so hard to put God back in the box. We've tried so hard to, to bring him back in and, and to hide him behind beautiful buildings. We spent so much money building beautiful buildings where all we do now is argue about them. Years ago, I watched Tommy Barnett over in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Back there, it was in the 90s. He, he only had a small church. It seated 10,000 and had two balconies. He had a full orchestra pit in the bottom, uh, in, the, uh, in the front. It was massive. And he brought a WWE wrestling rink right there inside the church. And Sting and Hitman Hart and, and let's see, who else? The Road Warriors were there and, and all these guys, the Million Dollar Man. They wrestled inside the church with blood and chairs and everything. It was great. Not that I watched wrestling, but I did as a kid. And he asked a question the next morning. He said, uh, how many of you this bothered? He said, yep, that's because you see this as a holy place. He said, I see this as a building that we use for the glory of God. I see this as a place where we used to reach lost people. They had so many salvations, they lost track of them. So many salvations that day, they lost track of the count. Think about that. Now, what you probably didn't know is all these guys were preachers. And wrestling is what they did. It was a ministry they traveled the world doing. And they actually did a, a thing at the end of, of it that, from the wrestling match that went in to a drama that showed the life of one of the road warriors and all the drugs and the things he went through until God saved him and set him free. Guys, let's, let's change the way we think about things. You're a Christian all the time, not just when you're here. All the time. Yeah, all the time. Let's act like it. Let's allow God to use us. He's never let you down. That's why when we sing that song, we don't finish it. If you ever notice, if you go look up the lyrics, he's never let me, what it, I mean, I'm trying to remember the, I'm sitting here talking to you and I'm, I'm forgetting the words. This is my confidence you've never failed me yet. Walking around these walls, I thought that they'd fall, but you've never failed me yet. We, we don't sing that part if you notice, because there is no way for my God to fail. It's not possible. He has never failed you. He has not forsaken you. He has not forgot about you. And no matter how deep it looks, no matter how hard it looks right now, God is still in your home. 
loving you and taking care of you and watching over you and supplying all of your needs. All of these things. But we've got to keep the cross out of the building. When we come back to church again, we're going to continue to minister to our community more than we minister in the building. We're going to find ways to help people that need help to present the gospel to them. Let's stop complaining. Let's not complain anymore. Let's just say, God, you've got me here in this place for a certain reason. Help me during this season. What do you want me to learn? What are you trying to chisel away? What are you trying to get in me? Right? What are you trying to get out of me? Whatever it is, help me to learn my lesson so I don't have to go back around the mountain. Because remember what happened to the Israelite children. They left their bondage so they could go out and worship. They got out there. They experienced God. And what did they want to do? They built a golden calf. It's always about we're trying to build golden calves. We're trying to build idols. We're trying to do that. Why? Because it's a nature of the fallen man to have something to worship. Can I tell you the God that you worship is inside of you? He is all around you. He is everything all the time. He is not dead. He is not buried. We are the living church of the living God. And I think it's about time the cross gets out of the building and stays there. So I want to challenge you today. Find a place in your home and begin to pray and ask that. Say, God, what are you teaching me during this time? What do you want to teach me? Write it down. Lord, is there anything you're trying to get rid of in my life? Write it down. Start praying against it. Start praying that God would reveal what he's trying to reveal to you and me during this time. Because what will be the worst part is, is we get through this and you haven't changed. Think about that. We get through this and we haven't changed. I want to be different. I know I'm already different. My thinking is different every day. I'm constantly thinking differently than I did before about everything. That's why I'm constantly challenging you about being the church out here. Because when we get to finally come back together, it's going to be an amazing celebration. But what I don't want is for us to sit back on the, on the nice cushioned chairs and complain about the air condition when we're not talking about lost people that are dying. Let's not hide again. Let's not be the hiding church. Let's be the church of the living God. Let's, let's be the church that is new people all over. We're constantly new every day. Constantly new. But listen, you know as well as I do, if you've been a believer for a while, none of this is possible without Jesus Christ. You know that. None of this is possible without Jesus Christ. I need him every single day. I thank him just about every day. And I'll say just about in case I forgot one. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for being my Lord. Thank you for being my Savior. Thank you for the grace that you poured out upon me that I did not deserve. Thank you for forgiving me. Guys, that's, that's what it's about. The Bible says that we confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. We confess with our mouth that I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. All of those things. It's about time we start confessing that more and more and more. But then we act like it. I, I read something the other day. I'm still trying to, to verify. It was one of the historical books I was in. And I want to do some more digging. I challenge you, go, go try to find this one and, and help me find it because I want to find it. But the early church, when they were hiding in the catacombs, it, it said that, that people would come in and confess Christ. 
But it also said that they wouldn't baptize them right away. They had to wait until they saw true change in their life before they would water baptize them. And I'm like, well, Lord, that kind of goes against what I've always been taught. But the early church wanted to see transformation in your life before they would even water baptize you. I don't know about that. I know what I, I know what I know and I know what I've been taught. I believe in water baptism. But if the early church wanted to see change in people's lives before they would accept them in, shouldn't we want the same thing? So you know what? Let's let's do that. Let's let's begin to see change in our lives. I don't want to be the way I was yesterday, and I don't want to definitely be the way I was a month ago. Because at the end of this, I want to be closer to God. Because listen, how many of us complain? I just wish I had more time to spend with Jesus. Yeah, I know. We all do. I say it too. Now don't honk because you look, you feel out of place. Just <laughs> and then everybody else will honk because they want to jump on a bandwagon with you. Yeah. And now we do. Let's spend more time with him. Amen. So listen, if you're here today watching online or maybe you're here, you say, Pastor, I, Jesus, I need him as my Savior. Just, just pray with me. Dear Lord, forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of what I've done wrong. I say it right now that Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ died, was buried, and he rose from the dead for me. And now he sits at the right hand of the Father. I confess those things, that Jesus Christ is Lord. And I ask you, Jesus, to be my Lord and Savior. Forgive me. Forgive me and be my Lord and Savior. Guys, that's what the Bible tells us to do. That's what the Bible tells us to do. And listen, I want to tell you this. If you did that this morning, I, I want to give you something. If you're here watching online, hearing it on the radio months or years later, we want to help you here. If you're here this morning in a parking lot or, or whatever, we want to help you. So if you prayed that prayer this morning and you meant it for the first time or the hundredth time, I just want you to grab your phone and text something to me. To the numbers 59769. 59769. And just type the word grace is the message. G-R-A-C-E. 59769. The word grace. G-R-A-C-E. It's going to send you back a link. Just fill out the link and make sure you hit submit on the bottom. If you have problems with that, go to our, web, our, our website. You can do it through Connect right there. It's going to ask you if you first time salvation, recommitment. It's going to ask you those questions real quick and easy. All I'm looking for is your name, address, and email. Address because I want to send you a devotion that was written by a friend of mine. I want to mail that to you. I sent some out this week, guys. And I want to give you a subscription to Right Now Media, a free subscription. You'll never pay for it. Over 20,000 Bible studies and documentaries and videos for kids, all just over 20,000. I'm going to give you that free, but I need your email address to do that. So if you text 59769, the word grace, G-R-A-C-E, or go to the church website, newlifeag.church, you'll see connect right there in the corner and do that. Or find me on Facebook, messages through Facebook if you have to. We want to send you something because we want to help you be discipled. And listen, if you don't live around here, we're going to help you find a church wherever you're located. I don't believe God brings people into the, into the kingdom of God to let them die on the banks. I just don't believe that. So. so listen, we love you. Thank you for tuning in this morning. Be back Wednesday at 630 with us so that we can, we can continue on. We're, uh, hopefully I'll have a, a preacher with us online this week. want to do some discussions on some things about uh, reopening and, and about us, some things that he's been seeing. Uh, I may have to pre-record that one. I know I've, I've committed to going live, but I may have to pre-record that one because he may have another engagement, but it'll be about a 15 or 20-minute 
where I'll play that, and we'll, we'll probably just do the live worship. I'm not sure yet. I'm, I'm trying to work that in because I want, I want you guys to hear what he's, what he's saying right now. I think it's important. So that'll be Wednesday, and again, if it's raining next week, guess what? We'll be online. We're going to be there, amen? We're going to continue to do this each week. So I'm going to sign off of our online community. Guys, you can go ahead and turn this off. We love you. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in today. Share our Facebook page. Like our page. We'll do all that. So God bless you. We love you. Hey, guys, thank you for coming again.